You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right. Good morning, everybody. Twitter spaces sound off. Dan Mullen fired at Florida. A lot of you been been waiting on this one, uh, waiting on the news, waiting on the reaction, waiting on this Twitter spaces uh, for this, uh, I guess we'll call event, this happening that is out there. Crazy time right now out there. Didn't get a lot of sleep on the news uh, last night. Uh, just got through dropping the daughter off at school, but ready to go with this. Busy time, of course, but everything going on. As I said, a whirlwind of a day yesterday. Uh, held on as long as I possibly could. Uh, I was you know, taking my notes for the Missouri Review, um, had some good stuff ready to go for that, um, and then, I mean, I'm not kidding, I was about to hit record in probably the next 10 or 15 seconds when I got the first text message, uh, that, uh, that something was happening, something was going on, that, uh, you know, the team meeting had been called, um, they also had been told like around 11, I mean, that's one reason I held off around 1130. I, I was going through my text messages yesterday and around 1130, I had gotten, Hey, uh, Dan Mullen's car is not at the stadium. Like it is every Sunday. And I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe there's one sign right there. So let me go ask around and got, you know, got that again. Um, didn't let that die down. And then about two hours later is when we got the uh, the word that there was, well, not even two hours later because this meeting was scheduled for one thirty. So around 12.30, 12.45, got the message of a team meeting that was going to happen at one thirty, and then putting two and two together. I could figure out, and it probably wasn't 10 or 15 minutes after that that uh, we got the news. Uh, Dan Mullen was not going to. Uh, be back at Florida. So whirlwind of a day yesterday. Uh, wasted a whole lot of time taking Missouri notes, <laughs> Missouri game review notes. Uh, but all good, all good. Um, and then we get the get the news and have a crazy day yesterday. So all right, that's just the stage here for sound off with you guys. It's uh, I know 
I know you've been uh, been, been waiting on it. Uh, the news, who's next, all that stuff. If you want to talk Missouri game at all, I know that's kind of fallen by the wayside now. Uh, but you know, if we uh, that's was the last straw there, I guess too. So all kind of conversations you can we can take it wherever you uh, you guys want to go. But let me get Ryan and Gator Quiz in here to begin with. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Yeah, never a dull moment, huh? It uh, fits more so, more 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 than ever right now. <laughs> well, I guess it's it's exciting and uh, a little bit, you know, depressing at the same time. Um, just because now we don't really know what where to go from here. <clears throat> but uh. Who do you? Uh, who is your number one on your board? I mean, I know Billy Napier seems to be the hot name on Twitter, but I'm not really sure what the, um, you know, what are the odds of that? What our chances are? What his interest is? I mean, what do you think? Uh, you you mentioned the hot name on Twitter. The one thing that pulls me away from that, and not him, I'm just saying, it pulls me away from the whole situation. Usually, the hot early name. It's not the one that usually happens. Um, now, it could be out there because, you know, Scott Strickland decided to go away from Dan Mullen uh, basically a week earlier than a lot of people thought he would, uh, maybe to go ahead and get into sweepstakes uh, for Billy Napier. Or maybe a conversation had already happened in back channels and a move just went ahead and needed to be made. Uh, I think a lot of it is to do with just the program direction and what happened uh, Saturday versus Missouri, but also could be for the coaching search as well. Uh, so I think there's a couple ways to look at it, but you know what? What keeps me from jumping all the way in with the, all the Billy Nature talk is rarely does the early name happen. Uh, so I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying that's just something to kind of look out for. Um, but he he'd be near the top of my list. Uh, I don't know if I have a clear cut number one, honestly, this time, uh, like I did with Dan Mullen last time. Uh, I. I like I, you know, I said it yesterday on the podcast, I don't think there's a clear home run going in. Not saying somebody can't turn into a home run hire, but you know there is no Urban Meyer out there. Uh, and now, like I'm saying, you know the home runs don't always work out either. Tom Herman was a home run for Texas; it didn't work out. Uh, Scott Frost was a home run. For yeah, Nebraska, I was about to say Scott Frost was a out. home run. <laughs> right. So you know, this isn't, it's not a bad thing. There's not a home run out there. It just you know, it's really not. And who's to say Florida's going to get that one? And usually when there's a home run hire, it's usually one guy. It's usually one guy everybody points to. Who's to say Florida would get that one guy that was out there that everybody coveted? So, like, you know, like Urban Meyer back in the day. So, you know, I, I don't – it doesn't scare me either that there's not that guy out there. You just got to go identify the right guy and, and bring him in here. Uh, so, uh, Napier is up there. I, he'd be one of my ones. Um, I know it won't happen. If you, I mean, if if everything was even and there wasn't off-field stuff, I mean, Hugh Freeze would be up there for me uh, with his, you know. I mean, the recruiting prowess, of course, was a little improper at Ole Miss, but prove he could do it. Um, but as far as – You ain't trying. Right, right. There you go. And then maybe NIL kind of opens up some doors <laughs> in that route, you know, if you can read between the lines there. Um you know, as a pure football coach, he'd be way up there for me uh, in getting it done. Uh, but I 
Florida administration is not going there. So I won't spend much time on that. You know, but that, yeah. that's just that's just you know, if I'm throwing a list together and everything's even, he'd be up there. Um, I don't see. Mario I think Kiffin, Kiffin would be yeah. off the board for the same reason. I think Hughes and Kiffin uh, are would both. I don't think Kiffin's a, a liable option either, just because of his his past. So, yeah, I can see. I that. agree. Uh, I agree one hundred percent with Freeze. Uh, I, feel, I kind of feel the same way with with uh, Kiffin. Yeah, I can. I can see. I can see that happening too uh, with, with Florida administration, and I and I've stood by that. Now I've waned off of it a little bit. I still don't think it happens because of that, uh, but. Uh, I'm more open to it than than maybe taking the risk at one point. I don't think it happens though uh, either. So, uh, but yeah, Napier. Um, I mean, as you said, the early name uh, that's that, that's out there uh, that really is garnering a whole whole lot of attention. Uh, you heard Mike Bianchi over the weekend say Bob Stoops might be interested uh, there. We'll see if you know Florida decides to go that route. I really hope that that is not the case. I mean, nothing against Bob Stoops, but, I mean, you're looking at maybe a two-year hire, and is he really, really, really ready to get back into the recruiting game? I mean, I mean, yep. I, I kind of view that as the, the Mac Brown situation, you know, up in North Carolina, kind of similar. I mean, he's he's really old, and I yeah, yeah, I have a mutual connection there to Bob Stoops. And this is before Florida now, so I'm not even trying to take it there. Um, was told that the only way he'd get into coaching, the thought was NFL. And because of he doesn't really want to recruit, doesn't like, you know. So would something have to change there if he came along or something like that? That that would be the worry there as well for, for, for me is, you know, getting back into that recruiting mindset uh, that, it, that it takes. I mean, in the Big 12 – you can build, and you, know, you don't have to be as serious about recruiting. You still have to take it serious, and Bob Stoops was. They had some really good classes there. But with Kirby and Nick and Jimbo in the SEC, I mean, you, you have to take it serious. Yeah, I, I just don't know if Bob Stoops would be, you know, 100% committed. And plus, it, it doesn't seem like a long-term, you know, fix. Right. I can, I can, I can, I can, see, I can see that. Well, all right, Dave, that's all I got. I'll let somebody else jump in here. I appreciate your time. All right, sounds good. Thanks, man. Hey, Quiz. Hey, good morning, Dave. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. How are you? Good, good, good. You know, we got an interesting Sunday for sure. I'm sure all yeah. Gator Nation was uh, up in arms and kind of uh, like even the Strickland apologized for ruining people's Sundays. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, I was going to be thing, busy talking Florida football anyway, so he didn't really Yeah, matter. but well, I'm sure, he, those, you know. Yeah, he probably should apologize to my wife a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, we can go that way. I, I, I was going to say you were probably ready to do Missouri and stuff, and then Will uh, and Will Miles on, on, on Monday today hit yeah. it on Tuesday. But um, two things I just want to uh, touch base on and kind of get everybody's opinion. Um, you know, we're talking about all these options for coaching and stuff like that, and um, – you know, Strickland was very evasive when it came to the new buyer thing. So are we going to the point where is Strickland even going to be the person hiring? Because I, I at, so. at this point, you know, he might be gone. Yeah, I, I think he'll be around for it. I think he is on thin ice right now uh, with, with everything going on. Uh, I kind of expected that. You know, this was more a football press conference um, it, 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 when it's all said and done. But – 
I think it's right for people to take advantage because he's kind of dodged the uh, Neubauer women's basketball situation. So I figured it was going to come up at some point just because that was the rare opportunity that a lot of people have gotten to talk to Scott Strickland. Uh, so as you said, it was brought up, kind of shoved to the side uh, a, a bit. And I think, you know, he can right now hide behind, hey, this is a, a football deal uh, right now. But, no, I, I do think Strickland will be uh, very instrumental in making this hire. Good to hear. Good to hear. I mean, I mean, not good to hear as far as the news, because honestly, I, I'm done with Strickland. Uh, I don't think, you know, I think it was a, it was a lazy hire in regards to Mullen. And but he was my first choice as you as it was yours, Dave. Uh, I wanted him even before uh, McElwain got hired. After yeah. Mushram got fired, I, I was screaming for Mullen because of his uh, offensive mind. And I just didn't know he was so bad at recruiting, so bad with his ego and stubbornness and things like that and loyalty but for me I, I i was truly apathetic after you know first and goal at missouri two yard line that you don't put pearson so i don't feel very confident playing you know having in greg knox as our interim because clearly he doesn't know how to use the run game properly so um I, you know it is what it is against fsu and we have to hope the players do want to do you know go out there and win for the seniors you know, go out there and, and, and leave your legacy. At least at least don't let FSU be the, the champion of the state, you know, because every Miami fan is going for us. Miami fans are, are pulling for us because, God forbid, uh, FSU wins. And, you know, hey, oh, we're 6-6, six and six, but we beat both uh, Florida schools. So, um, yeah, FSU, FSU has an opportunity to uh, – and Mike Norvell has an opportunity to do uh, something Dan Mullen didn't do during his tenure, and that's uh, take advantage of – of uh, both schools being down, a hundred percent. You know, not granted. You know, he's not winning double digit games, but you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna be around. But at uh, least his players are playing hard for him. His players haven't given up on him. You know, already a pretty good recruiting base to to start with, and now if you can, you know, um, you know, sit here and say that you know beat Miami, beat Florida, uh, you got something to point to to, yeah. to recruiting, and and you see if Pete can take advantage. Uh, of it like, uh, you know, unlike Dan Mullen did. Well, we got to get some positive news, Dave, because I'm sure me and every everyone else in Gator Nation is like, hey, look, I mean, you look at the news that just came out with Jaheim Singletary, a guy yep. from Jacksonville that I was dying to get. And he goes to the, to, to, to the mutts. He goes to, you know, the tick, uh, the tick magnets. So at yeah, the I end see, of the day. Uh, I, see Gator, I see Gator Ryan in here, and I was talking to him uh, about that yesterday. I said, look, it comes full circle. I mean, it, it, does. Couldn't, happen, it couldn't happen on a better day. To but, really express uh, the, the problem, problem correct under under, under uh, Dan Mullen at Florida, you know, you're a five star in your backyard, Jacksonville, in the state of Florida, and he goes recruits to you know he goes commits to your biggest rival yep. uh, on the day that head coach got fired at Florida. But so but it's it not really, just that. My biggest point, Dave, and if you said it constantly, it's not that what George is doing because everybody likes to say, "Oh, what George is doing." What George, it's not. I don't even care if they if they don't win a national championship this year. I which I've, of course I don't want them to, but at the end of the day, they're stopping us from winning championships because at the end yep. of the day, it's what Spurrier said. What's keeping us at that when he was the coach and when he was a player? It was Georgia. Get over that hump first before you even think about Alabama. But they're keeping us because they're getting the players that we should be. They should be Gators. They're yep. keeping us from getting those players, and at the end of the day. You know, let's have that mentality that Meyer did. Let's have that mentality that Spurrier did. Beat them in Jacksonville, and then we'll and we'll get to the next step. You know, that was my last ending thought. Yep. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you, Dave. Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. Go Gators. Go Gators. All right. Let's see.
Coach Peer in here. Carry. Carrie, you there? Oh, that was your mic there. Yep. Oh, day. Good morning, man. Go Gators. Good morning, man. Go Gators. Lou Fickle, Lane Kiffin. And then that uh, what the name is out right there in uh, Oklahoma, uh, Lincoln Ride. That offer them folks up. And let ride, Gates. Let ride. Fickle's an interesting name. Um, I know. I think uh, he could easily contact Urban Meyer about the whole Florida situation and, and, and coaching at Florida. So I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. <laughs> We're looking at that, but uh, would not mind uh, that one. I uh, think he should be on the list, uh, but um, not sure. Uh, not sure how that would go, where that would go. Of course, the Midwest ties, the Ohio ties. Um, that does not necessarily preclude you from not getting a Florida job. I hate, I hate going back to Urban Meyer, but it, it is the best example. Um, you don't have to have Southeast ties uh, to come and recruit like a behemoth at Florida. If you're a recruiter, recruiters recruit. You know, everybody knows I, I, I say that there. Uh, so um, that's a, a, a way to look at it uh, there. I don't see Lincoln Riley leave in Oklahoma. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know why he would, uh, for, 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 for one. Um, I mean, it would be a, he'd be a great pull. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it would it would show a lot of power if you could do that. Don't see that one. Uh, don't see that one happening though. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't wouldn't be against it at all. Of course, uh, one of the best ones out there. Uh, you know, I know he probably would get slammed for not winning the big one at Oklahoma. Uh, but I think it'd be a little bit different at Florida. Oh yeah, we just need to go out of the top ten coach. I don't think we need to waste our time anymore. Yeah. They just gonna be experienced and projects. A lot easier said. It's a lot easier said than done, though, man. It's not. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, are you good, man? Oh yeah, that's all I want to say, Dave. Appreciate it, Dave. All right, man. Coach Peer, I don't know if you're there or not, but you might still mute. Back. I'm back. Hey, uh, morning, morning. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I'm a coach as well, and I just I coach high school sports. But mm-hmm. uh, I just want to see, like, we're at Florida. Like, recruiting isn't that hard. You just got to want to do it. And that's the difference yeah. between I feel like where Damon was at, where Mississippi State, where the, the, the tension on recruiting wasn't that high. If he can just get decent enough players, win a few games, he was okay with that. And, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I said Napier. uh, Obviously, Kevin's would would be huge as well. Get somebody that wants to recruit and and kick George's ass every year. You know, like, I'm from Ohio, and, uh, you know, you you got Ryan Day at Ohio State. And they, they every every day of the every day of the week, every day of the year, it's beat Michigan every single day, all day, regardless if it's football season, basketball season, hockey, they want to beat Ohio State. And that's what we, that's the kind of guy we need at Florida in my opinion. Who wants to recruit at a high level and just win. Yeah. Uh 
good, my good buddy Tony Aguilini, has, you know, he, he has said that plenty of times. Go get somebody that does not treat George like every other game. Exactly. You know, it's not you – know, and there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, you know, Spurrier didn't treat that game like every other game. That was that was goal one. Go beat Georgia, go win the SEC. Uh, he, he knew the path uh, there. It was a little bit different back then. Uh, but Georgia was still the traditional power uh, <laughs> when the division split. Of course, there was no SEC East, SEC West before that. But once Spurrier knew they were in the same division, okay, that's the school we have to go beat. That's the school we have to overcome. And it's pretty much the same thing right now. Uh, much different because Georgia's going to be better. Uh, but still, same mindset. Yeah, just, just I just want to, I just want to see someone that's a, a dog on the trail that does not, like, that can sacrifice their family. And that's, I mean, obviously it sucks sound like that, but that's, that's the reality of, of being a sports fan like that. You want to see somebody that's going to be all in, just like we are. Uh, so, well, based yeah, off of, yeah. Based off of that, and I was going to save this for the, a good time to bring it up, but this is a good time as any. So, Kevin Hagan, everybody knows, uh, if you go back and listen to the, my last couple of Alabama previews, SEC Championship game last year, uh, Bama preview this year, uh, I reached out to him about Napier because you know Kevin was is really connected to Nick Saban. Uh, so I asked him what he thought about Napier. He goes, "I think he darn near walks on water." And so that was you know a a very uh, very positive look. And then he goes, uh, "I think he would be a great hire for Florida. He will get after Kirby." So that's somebody you know who has been close, is close to the. Saban staff, Saban himself, and that's his thoughts on Billy Napier. So I uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, and, I mean, I, I trust Kevin a good bit. That's why I bring him on uh, Gators Breakdown when we talk Alabama. And that's a, a, a thought coming from there. All right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of, the, of, of getting that, that huge hire and going throwing out, you know, a lot of money. I just like what Michigan State did with, with Mel Tucker. I'm not a big fan of seeing a guy like that where, you know, but I don't know. We'll see what happens in the next couple weeks, months, hopefully days, uh, sooner than later, and hopefully we get our guy. Yeah, yeah I think um, there's a thought that this might happen pretty fast. Uh, if Napier is your guy, though, when do you, do you get the announcement and you still coach Louisiana for two more weeks because they're in you know, a Sun Belt Conference Championship game? Uh, do you have to wait till after that to announce it? But, I mean, look, if it happens, it'll get out before then. It won't, it won't take that long to get out. Uh, but, you know, does he – hold off on final negotiations and all that kind of stuff uh, while he's playing games and preparing for uh, a conference championship. So, you know, if he is the guy, it could take a couple weeks. If it's someone else, you have to figure out what situation they're in too. They, you know, they could be in the same situation if they're in a conference championship game or, or anything like that. So uh, that's something to look out for as far as the timeline goes. Right. Last thing, do you think Napier only gives uh, the team three days to practice before the championship game, or do you think he does a full? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a true slate right there to know who he really is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. As always, go Gators. Go Gators, man. Right, who we got here now? See a, a raging Cajun. You in here? The podcast. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Hey, good man. How about you? Doing fine. Uh, enjoying your your talk here. Just wanted Thanks, to man. maybe 
add a little bit to your conversation from from our side of things. Uh, yeah, can I you want hear anything or whatever. I'm not sure, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been able to hear a bit. Um, I would say this: I, I I know that there's interest from the Napier camp. I know that for a fact. I, I can't say much on it, but yeah. I know Napier's interested in your job. Uh, for your listeners, you're going to hear Baton Rouge media try to push the Napier to LSU narrative. It's not true. There is not interest from Napier to Baton Rouge. So if you guys get into it with some of those Tiger fans over there, just know <laughs> they're delusional on multiple levels. I'm sure you guys are very familiar with that. But um, uh, for from our perspective, we think that Napier to Florida is a perfect fit, knowing the man for the last four years. I think his culture, the way that he builds culture and programs and the way that he treats his people and his players, I think that it would be a home run for Florida. I think it's a home run for Napier. And to be quite honest, it's a home run for us because uh, not very often does a, a guy like Napier have the chops from Dabo, from Saban, come down to a, a smaller school like us, build a Sunbelt powerhouse, and then jump to an SEC job, a perennial power SEC job. So we think it's great for all parties involved, and uh, we hope it happens, and we'll be watching. Well, that's good to hear, man. Great. Uh, thanks for uh, hopping in. So, uh, no, it's um, – do you think for the whole LSU side of it, you know, could it be some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that, that goes on at LSU that we've all heard about that doesn't really get put out in the public a whole lot because uh, the, the media does seem to do a pretty good job of burying a lot of the issues at, at LSU? Could that be a reason why or is just – you know, is there is there no mutual is there no interest from the LSU side, or is it just more on the on the Napier side not being interested in the LSU? There's definitely the Title IX issues, the FBI pending investigation. It's it's worse than even the state media here. No, I mean, yeah, it, the depths are pretty substantial. Uh, if you know Billy at all, he is a character guy. He's a people man. Yeah, he's a family. Sure. He's a family man, and he values job security one thing that you're never going to get at lsu is job security uh, you know these guys just won a national championship 22 months ago and they fired their guy and not only did they fire him they they thought that it would be good to humiliate him on the way out so i think that napier and his family see that uh i don't think he needs any of that in his coaching life that that guy's got a sterling reputation there's I, that is my personal opinion uh, I think that Woodward's looking for a splash, as he always does. I think they have a guy that's on the hook right now. I don't know when it'll be announced. But Napier was further down the list um, from the beginning. Yeah. I know Nape, Nape, uh, there's some interest between TCU and Nape, and uh, also supposedly from Blacksburg. Uh, but obviously Florida would trump those jobs if they thought that he was the guy. So um, those are the three that – in my in my view and what I know of the situation would be uh, his landing spots. But, you know, I, to be quite honest, uh, I didn't think Mullen would get fired. I, and I know the last couple of weeks have kind of really accelerated the process. But uh, I thought that if he kind of, you know, stabilized the ship and, and we got some W's on the way out uh, of this season in 2021, I thought he would survive it. Uh, but I mean, obviously you had to make a move. That thing was done. I mean, this ship was crashing into, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was over. Um, yeah. That's, that, that's part of it. You know, the, the, as I said, like the, the South Carolina game kind of started it. Right. Probably still would have been safe, 
beating Missouri and, and, and Florida State. Now, I think if you knew what you wanted to do, you'd go ahead and make that move. Uh, but I agree, you know, it, it, uh, it, it, the collapse and the speed of it is really uh, something to behold uh, when you look at how it all went down. But uh, as you said, you know, job security and all that kind of stuff. And some people have worried that about Florida, too, you know, switching coaches every, every four years. And if, you know, if Napier is interested, hopefully that doesn't hurt. Uh, you know, the whole job security issue thing uh, doesn't hurt there as well. Sure, sure. And look, if you if you have any type of time on your hands, go back and look at the interviews that he gave when he got here and even into his, his tenure at Louisiana. He has almost always made a point to say that job security was important. Uh, he tells an anecdotal story about when he, when Dabo decided to, to let him go. Uh, the worst feeling he ever had was he had to go home to Allie, his wife, and say, uh, we don't, we're not employed anymore. And he talks about that regularly. So I know, uh, you know, our fans down here understand that job, job security is at the top of his list. He's not chasing money. He's not chasing glory. I can tell you that. He's chasing job security. He wants to win a national championship, and he wants his family to be comfortable while he's doing it. So, uh, you know, if you guys have any sway, I would, I would highly encourage you to push your administration to do the right thing. Billy's the guy for you guys, in my opinion. Uh, and I only say that because, look, I know we all know down here that the day was coming when he would leave. And we, there's a pretty strong belief around here that this is, this is the, the time. So if he will end up somewhere other than Lafayette, Louisiana, I hope it's in Gainesville. All right. One more thing then before you say that, uh, and I had this requested here from a good buddy, uh, Ryan here. What okay. is the timing of this, you think? Uh, does it move pretty fast? Would he stay? You talk about the kind of person he is. Would he stay and probably coach Louisiana in the conference championship game? Well, I can tell you this. When he got here, he had to rebuild a locker room. Uh, he had to establish a culture. And he is fiercely loyal to his, his coaching staff and his players, especially those seniors that he recruited when he first got here. I don't see a scenario where he leaves those guys before they finish their job, and their job is in a conference championship in Lafayette, Louisiana, where we host. So I, I just don't see him leaving before December 4th now. Timing after that, maybe he leaves before the bowl game. I, that would be in play, I think. But yeah, I yeah. think I think his goal is to win that 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 conference championship before above above all else. Gotcha, gotcha. There, like it, it would not sway me not to make the hire, <laughs> but right, uh, that's just, right. That is that's definitely part of it as far as the the a little bit of the uh, picture right now. Sure. And listen, another thing is he's got strong ties to Florida, especially North Florida. I mean, the guy can recruit that area. He's he's got. I mean, he's got tentacles all in South Carolina, uh, East Tennessee. I mean, I think you guys would hit an absolute grand slam with him. And I, I know the SEC is what it is. A lot of people want to win the press conference. They want to win the headline. I don't think Florida needs to do that. I think that they need to go with a process guy like a Billy. I think you can win for a long time. One more thing, and I'll let you go. And look, if, if, if it happens, you're going to be coming on Gators Breakdown. I'll go ahead and tell you that. So, Good deal. <laughs> Good deal. If, if, you, if you're willing. Um, sure. Um, could he be the, the CEO type uh, here at you know, Florida? I think that's a lot of what the fan base was, was kind of looking for. You know, you had Mullen, who not necessarily CEO type, the recruiting type, uh, sure. called plays when he needed to. Could he be a program overseer and, and kind of delegate and, you know, kind of build the program the right way from the CEO role. So I, I think people confuse a good in-game play caller or, or scheme person. I, I think they confuse that with a good program builder. 
Um, yep. We had Nelson Stokely here in the early 90s. And in my opinion, and some of the older fans' opinion, he's the best X's and O's coach we've ever had. Uh, that's, that's my strong opinion. Billy is far and away the best we've ever had and honestly the best I've ever been around from a program building standpoint. I mean, this guy came to a perennial loser. Louisiana, you know, USL, UL Lafayette before Louisiana, uh, were per- per- perennial losers. You know, we had a couple of, of years in the late 80s, early 90s where you could say, hey, that, that, that's a, a team on the rise. But outside of that, we have no history of winning. He's come in here and dominated a pretty damn good Sunbelt Conference over the last five years. So he's a program builder above all else. I think that he has some growing to do in in-game play calling and, and kind of adjusting to what defenses are going to do to him, especially in the SEC. Listen, I would trade if I'm you guys. I, I would trade that all day for a program builder. I mean, that's this guy's going to go in there with the amount of resources that Florida can give to him. Uh, I, and I don't think this is hyperbole. I think that you're you're saving light early in his career. I mean, that is the mold that he used to build our program, and that's the that's the the system that he's going to carry wherever he goes. And I can probably tell you, he's going to take a lot of the staff that he already has with him. Um, so I think he's going to have a lot of the bones already in place when he arrives at his next destination. And, you know, if it's in Gainesville, I think you guys will benefit from that. Hey, man, I can't thank you enough for hopping on here and, uh, and sharing your thoughts on Napier with the, the fan base here. Absolutely, man. Just look, just do me a favor and beat the hell out of LSU. <laughs> we will try our best, man. All right. You boys take care. Awesome stuff there. Uh, let's see who else is in here that hasn't been able to speak yet. Uh, on sub J, I think if you're there. Yes, sir. Hey, Dave, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, appreciate the raging podcast for that insight on Napier. That was pretty cool to hear from some people who are in the know in Louisiana. Uh, my question, um, Strickland mentioned they're looking for someone who can win at a high level and sustain it. I think someone asked him to expound on that. Like what, what does winning at a high level look like? I know for me, um, nine, 10 wins a year is good for me. You know, there's 130 FBS coaches, five of them are going and winning 11 plus games a year. is tough out here these days. So I guess from you kind of a gauge, what do you what what does winning at a high level of sustainability look like to you? I know the most of the fan base wants to be in the playoffs every year. Um but I guess more so from your state of view, what does winning at that high level look like? First and foremost, that game in Jacksonville has to mean, you know, you're playing you're playing for the East. Every year you go in cuz that game's late enough in the season. Or that game should be for the Marbles, for the SEC East Marbles. So you, you at least got to get to that point. You should not go into Jacksonville with not a chance. Uh, it, it's to me, it starts right there. Um, so you know, beat beat Georgia. That that's the that's always going to be high on my list. Uh, look, you you do have to throw realistic expectations here. I'm not expecting Florida to win the SEC championship every year. I think you got to go compete for it. I think you got to be in the conversation in November. Uh, that lets me know you, you, you you'll build the program the right way. You're in position uh, to go get that win. Uh, so you you have to be in the conversation late October, early November, and extend that. You know you have to have the chance uh, to, to to build on that every year. Uh, you, you you shouldn't have uh, no chance when you get to Jacksonville uh, and, and play Georgia. You should be in Atlanta once every at least at least once every three years. 
And now, granted, that, that that you know will change every now and then. But for the grand scheme of things, big picture, you have to be in Atlanta once every two or three years. You you just have to. Let's me know the program's in the right situation. That and and that right there takes care of itself. If you're in Atlanta, you're in the conversation. You're in the conversation if you're in Atlanta. And I'm and I'm gonna say you don't have to be there every year. I know that it's hard to do that, but you at least got to have the the. I think confidence and in going into every season thinking that that is the possibility and a realistic possibility. Great. Yeah. It, and then I guess necessarily win loss record. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, I mean, if you want to go win loss number, Florida should be nine, 10 wins every year. That's really yeah. what it should be. Yeah. And then, um, my my next question is, um, well, I guess not really so a question, more so a statement is I hope, you know, with Strickland saying they're going to put all the resources behind the next guys, you know, I want to be up there with the Alabamas competing. I want to be up there with the Georgias competing, but it's hard to compete when, you know, our recruiting budget is almost two mil behind them. I read a note said from 2015, 2018, Alabama increased, increased their recruiting budget by like 120% in that same time frame. Georgia increased theirs by like 300%. And UF increased theirs by about 65% in that same time frame. So, yeah, if we're going to compete with the big boys in recruiting, we got to up that recruiting budget and, and, and really nail this thing down. But, hey, man, thanks for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate it. Love what you guys are doing over there. And, uh, yeah, keep it up. Go Gators. Thanks, man. Go Gators. All right, let's see. I know some of you have been waiting for a while. Let's see Jeremy here. Jeremy, can you, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, letter professor. Yep. Hey, man, how you doing? Good. I'm, I, uh, I'm enjoying the talk. The uh, Napier talk was really good too. That was awesome. But I, I've been, uh, I've been my, my own little party here, saying uh, I think Chip Kelly's the guy I, I really want. I know that might not be a popular name for a lot of people, but I just think uh, taking a risk. Chip, Chip, on- Chip does not want. Chip does not want to be here. Oh, Chip, Chip's coming. I'm telling you, <laughs> Chip. Chip Kelly loves his money. He wanted Florida when they hired Mullen. I don't know if you remember all that. Chip wanted Florida. He says he didn't. Uh, he did not. He did not quote unquote want to be the mayor of Gainesville. I think Chip Kelly's Too much coming pressure, to Florida. Though. This is my prediction. It's going to be one of those behind the scenes, out of nowhere. Chip Kelly hires. That's all I got. Okay. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, man. All right, let's see. Tyler, I think you're in here now. Hey, Dave, can you hear me? Yep, well, clear. Hey, I just wanted to get your take on this. Yesterday, watching Scott Strickland's presser, um, hearing everybody ask him the questions, he kept saying that he wanted somebody to come in and embrace the resources that UF has and, you know, compete on the recruiting ground. And it just seemed to me like I've been wondering this whole time about Florida getting out recruited is is it the administration not willing to give Mullen the resources or is it Mullen not asking for the resources or him being offered the resources and not using them and it seems like that press conference kind of summed it up uh it seemed like Strickland you know made it clear that he was willing to do whatever it took to compete in recruiting and maybe Dan just said you know what I'm not going to do it and that's what the nail in the coffin was that's what it kind of seemed to me 
you know, the, 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 the fundraising uh, of Scott Strickland, that's what, what he's best known for. Uh, you know, he really does come into play here. That's, you know, he brought the money there. I mean, staff was getting paid well. Facilities are coming on the way. Um, but, you know, I, I think through time, we learned Dan Mullen's approach in recruiting was not the best. Um, now, was he willing to change? Were some things going to be willing to change in the, in, if he was going to stay for the – you know, for the long haul after this year. I don't know. Um, heard some things where he was still going to try and do it his way or, you know, there would be a realization and things needed to change. Uh, but it does look like through meetings uh, and with, with Strickland that it does, did not look like they could, I think, now come to an agreement on the, the direction of this program. And I do think that weighs heavy on the things that you just explained there or that, that you, you kind of noticed in Scott Strickland's press conference. So, um I don't think there'll be a stone unturned in this coaching search. I don't think money will be an issue uh, there as far as going out and getting the guy. Now, once the guy's in, does the does is the money still there and and bring it, and using all the resources that Florida has um, c- c- coming to that. You know, I know the recruiting budget is a big, big uh, topic that's out there. Uh, it, it's thrown out uh, a, a good bit that's out there. Uh, and then some people, you know, question, well, Florida's got their own private jet. Those numbers are skewed a bit. Either way, it can still be a bit higher. There could still be some more help uh, in that area. So I think, um, you know, whoever it is, you know, I've always said the, everybody needs to be on the same page from all, all the way from the top, all the way down to the bottom. Everybody, everybody needs to be on the same page. Everybody needs to be moving in the same direction. And there needs to be a clear understanding of what the expectations are. And I think as long as those things happen, no matter who the hire is, I think Florida will uh, – you know, we'll, we'll benefit from it. But everybody has to be on the same page. All right. Hey. There's a lot of you I'm trying to get through here. but Yo. Hey, Stink. What's going on, buddy? How you doing, man? Hey, man, everything was going well till you said he can bring in. He got the entire stale coming. He can bring one or two of them now. He can leave the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't have that already. You're not trying to be raging Cajun in the East. Yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about the staff there uh, to, to to speak on that. I think you know you do want some experience. Um, yeah, I understand SEC. a couple bring some of them, yeah. but uh, SEC experience. Um, you know some. Maybe Florida experience here. That shouldn't be a prerequisite by any means. Uh, but um, I'd love to see a, you know, a former Gator, one or two, uh, on staff, if it makes sense. You know, somebody like Robert Gillespie or somebody like that, I think, you know, could really fit in and, and, and make a uh, and make a positive difference on this team. But, you know, no, no sake of going to get a Gator just for the sake of doing so. Just say you got a Gator on staff. Yeah, that moving your staff with you didn't help Mullen, didn't help Scott Frost. I mean, I understand you like, you know, people around you that you know, but this is Florida, man. You got to recruit, bro. Yeah, man. All right, thank you. Who do you want, man? Say that again? Who do you want? I think I see Kiffin in your name a little bit. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I've been wanting Kiffin. I've been wanting Kiffin since (laughs) um, Urban Mile left, so that's, that's my guy. You know, I know it's a long shot, but that's my guy. All right. Thanks, ma'am. Crunch time, you there? 
Let's see, I think. Hey, morning, Dave. How you doing? Good, man. How about you? Oh, busy weekend. Busy weekend. Um, just got off a conference call. Hey, guys, I would pump the brakes on that Billy Napier. Um, I know him from his time at Alabama. A very good coach, but is he ready to step up and take that kind of pressure that the Florida head coach is going to be under? So, from what I gather from uh, Strickland, the guy I would go after if I'm Florida is Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops? Mark Stoops, Kentucky. He's beaten Florida twice. He knows the state of uh, Florida being uh, a defensive coordinator at Florida State. Got a lot of ties down there. Home run, maybe not, but a guy that would definitely rebuild the program there at Florida? Absolutely. Lane Kiffin? Lane Kiffin's going to Miami. I think he choose Florida over Miami. But I don't think Florida goes that route. Marsh is an interesting name. Um, would he leave Kentucky for Florida? Uh, it's just, you know, I think the, the ceiling is higher at Florida than it is Kentucky. I don't think that surprises anybody. I know what he's done at Kentucky and you know, two and two the last four years uh, would raise some people's eyebrows at that. But we know. I mean, the ceiling's much higher there at Florida. He could win bigger at Florida. I think uh, he's, he, he's hit his ceiling at Kentucky. I mean, I don't think uh, that's going much further than it already has. Um, it would be. It'd be. It'd be. It'd be. It'd be an interesting hire. It's uh, an in-conference hire, uh, and I, I don't think I'd hate it. Um, I, I would have to talk myself into a lot of things there. Uh, I'm not not sure. You know, if it's just a uh, a safe hire, and, and it takes Florida to where Florida can, where it needs to be, and where it's to go. Uh, but yeah, I, I could talk myself into. And, Dave, I would say one final thing. He's done a better job at Kentucky than I think Dan uh, would have done with those same resources at Kentucky. Built a great offensive line there at Kentucky. Uh, team plays really well, and they're not going to make the same mental mistakes that you've seen over the past few years. I would love to hire, if I'm a, if I'm a Florida fan, if they announce March Stoops in the next couple of weeks, would absolutely love that. I hear you. Thanks, Chris, Tom. Have a good one. You too, man. All right. Let me see. A lot of you here. I'm trying to keep up with it all. Uh, Thank you, guys. I don't really know what anybody requests. It doesn't give me an order. So, Uh, All right. A few more of you in here now. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Good, Mike. Good to you, man. All right. Great, man. Uh, glad glad to be a part of this here. What we got going on. Hey, listen. Uh, All right, good morning, guys. Hey, good quick morning. question. Yeah, man. How, how fast do you think uh, a hire has to be made before it's, you know, so, so it can affect uh, recruiting, you know, uh, do we need a guy right away so we can have a better recruiting class, or do we do we take our time searching? I mean, does that have a negative effect on recruiting this class, or what, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it can. I think for early signing days, this class uh, pretty much is what it is. I mean, I, we'll, uh, 
we can make a difference in the grand scheme of things. I don't know how much of a difference it really makes when you want to take a, a whole program look and a whole timeline look. Um, I, I just, I, I don't, I, you got to get the hire right. Uh, you don't, right. I, that's, that's the number one priority. If it takes a couple of weeks, then so be it. Um, this class yeah. is going to be mostly a wash anyway. Can it be a little better if you bring a guy in a week earlier than maybe projecting? Look, you, you, right now, I think the extent of it, you're looking at a couple of weeks. You're looking at, you know, right. probably going into conference championship week, probably knowing who it is. But that guy's still coaching that weekend if it's somebody from a conference championship team. Uh, and so I think you're still probably a couple of weeks away at the at the extent of it. Um, but do you make a hire in the next couple of days? Uh, and I, I still don't think that changes this class really all that much. You got you've got to get the hire right. It's it's more about the next. It's more about the 2023, 2024, 2025 classes. Honestly, at this point. At this point in time, I agree with you. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for taking my question. Thanks, man. All right, I think Gator Laker Colt was in here, and hey, Dave. Hey, man, how are you? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm feeling pretty good this morning, man. Um, I'm I'm glad Mother's gone. Um, hate to see somebody get fired, but I'm glad Mother's gone. He just wasn't a good fit, I don't think. And um, I'm ready for Bill Napier to come in. Uh, I know the guy said to pump your brakes on that, but if the if they are if he already wants to come, and clearly Florida's reached out, like. It seemed like it's almost a done deal. You got sound with that, and I'm I'm ready for him to get here. Yeah, no, we uh, you know, we heard we've heard from both ends of the spectrum there. Hey, good morning, Dave. <laughs> so far. Hey, man, hold on now. Okay, um, so you know we we've heard from both ends of the spectrum here for for from Billy Napier. We've heard uh, some some good, some not as glowing. Uh, look, it's not going to be uh, right now. I don't think anybody would think it would be a terrible hire, but you know, there there is some good thoughts there of what the pressure would be uh, for, for, for this Florida job. And I think, you know, him being in that environment of, uh, of Nick Saban learning there. Now, that doesn't mean if that translates. I mean, Dan Bond was around Urban Meyer for all those years, and it didn't translate. That doesn't mean you soak in everything that the best out there. doesn't mean you soak it in. doesn't mean you can do it. Uh, but at least there's the, the baseline of knowing the expectations, but will you do everything to live up to those expectations? Yeah, and, and you know, with him being – I just want somebody that's going to recruit. You know, you can get <laughs> good players in here, and like Duke said, he's a good CEO. Then, I mean, that's what we need. You know, get good players. Eventually, we'll start winning. You get – you know, you're recruiting staff around you. He's got a whole new football facility coming up. Like he'll be the, he'll be the first coach to end that one. I mean, like it's it's I think it's all set up for him to be successful. Um for the team to be successful under him, just as long as he recruits. That's I mean, it's simple as that. Just get good players. I mean, some of the three stars turn out to be all right, but when you go, you know, you have yeah, somebody not, committed it's, it's like it's not sustainable. Right. Right. You you need you need those big time players. You need some of those cats from IMG. You need a lot of more of those cats from South Florida, the, the American Heritage and all of them. Like you need good players. And then he has ties in the state of Louisiana. He can get good players out of there too. You know, so I I think it's set up for him to have success. 
Yeah, I, I'd like to know if that you know, Louisiana pipeline would translate. I mean, Florida's had some su- some success there in recent years. Yeah, but uh, uh, a little, and, not enough. Yeah, but also, you know, he's not recruiting a lot of the same players LSU is. So no, not. I'm not sure that pipeline would necessarily carry over. Now, he, he's probably got a reputation with, with the high school coaches there. Uh, and yeah. would we'll probably start turning some heads. But as of right now, you know, he's not recruiting the same players LSU is. So right. that, 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 that would be a way to look at the, the possible Louisiana pipeline. Uh, but it wouldn't be a heavy pipeline. But maybe you could, you know, there's some good players, a lot of good players that come from that area. Uh, I mean, if we go from, you know, you know, go from, you know, once every couple of years, one, one good player every couple of years to like two or three good players every 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 year or so. I mean, that's that's an improvement for me. Yeah. Whoever so. it is, I mean, the prerequisite is you got to recruit the state of Florida better. Definitely. I mean, that's, Definitely. That, that's, that's, that's numero uno. That is the top of the line. You have to do that first. Yeah, I got a question for you, Dave. Have you um watched any Louisiana games, highlights, or anything like that this year? Uh, no, I I mean, I've had their game on maybe on a tablet or something off to the side <laughs> if that's an only game on or something like that. But as far as a deep dive or really looking into it, not, 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 not really. It's covering Florida is a, a job in and of itself. And, Definitely. And, you know, keeping an eye on the SEC teams as well uh, out there and then whatever big game is on as well. So, you know, I, I haven't watched the whole – I mean, I've watched, the, you know, the conference championship games they've played in the last couple of years in the Napier and, and some of the games, you know, when they've played Georgia Southern and all that stuff, but not – I haven't even watched that. How do they look? I haven't even watched any of those. I mean, they're I – mean, Good coach team. I mean, honestly, just seeing pure pure results. I mean, just going out there and looking at it. And I know um, not um, with the way he's recruited uh, there. It's just um, probably. I think the what I've heard, kind of talking around or asking around and looking around, is maybe in some dog fights he necessarily shouldn't be still with that talent, but I mean it's hard to judge. I mean, yeah, he might have the best talent in the Sun Belt. But what still in the grand scheme of things, what does that mean? Right, uh, still against, the Sun against, Belt. Against, yeah, against the other teams in the Sun Belt. So granted that they've never recruited as well as they have since he got there. It's been he, he has raised up I think he's had the the best class in the Sun Belt. I think I saw this and yeah, I could be wrong, I'll admit it. The past two or three years, I think it's been yeah. I think the it's the past three years. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Not not his first year there, but I think his first year they were like in the top three. Then it's like so far it's been like number one. Yeah, so but we know. Yeah, I said it yesterday on Gators Breakdown. Looking for a new coach, you got to recruit, 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 and then develop. So that's uh, exactly it's, uh, exactly it's, uh, that's that's what we're uh, that's what we're that's what I'm looking for. Really. All right, well that's all I got to do. Who's my name? Talking. And then somebody just shared right now. If you want, if you want to go watch ESPNU, the game versus Liberty, Louisiana and Liberty is on ESPNU right now. So okay, cool. I guess I'll go tune in today. Have a good one, Dave. Go Gators. Hey man, thanks. Go Gators. Hey Dave. What's up? Everybody want a coach that they never even seen in a game. I mean, nothing against the dude, but nobody will watch the game on. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't watch many Utah games until Urban Meyer's name yeah. came up. I mean, I remember everybody, everybody, every Gator fan in the world watched that uh, Fiesta Bowl <laughs> against Pitt. Uh, yeah. Whatever, so, you know. so, so anybody know what offense he run? Uh, what type of offense or anything that they run? Um, no, I mean, 
Yeah, I got you. It's cool, I man. I was just wondering. I don't know if it's changed in the three years. I don't know if it's you know if it's what it is now is what it was two years ago. All that kind. Of, I'm like, I really, you know, I I don't know. I'm looking out there for you know type of coach, yeah. type of. Uh, I think you know, that's what a lot a lot of people are bringing up that CEO role. I don't necessarily necessarily even know if if scheme even matters at this point. Um, or ultimately, it will once a hire is made, whoever it is. Gotcha. All right. Go on back on me. All right, man. All right. Dave. What's up, man? How's it going, Dave? What's going on, Dave? I just uh, came on here to let everybody know to mark me down for the Nate train, man. Whoever guy was, go. I, I don't know who it was, but he sold me on Billy Napier, so y'all can mark me down for Billy Napier. I haven't watched no Raging Cajun games, but I do know he's been winning. So if we end up the Raging Cajuns of the East, I hope that translates into us beating Georgia and winning some titles over here. So that's all I, could, that's all I wanted to say. Go get us. I hear you. Yeah, man. That seems to <laughs> seems, seems to be the hot name yeah. right now. We'll see. As I said, that, that early name scares me a whole lot. If that's, you know, that's just sometimes the way it works. But maybe maybe Strickland's got this thing further along than uh, than what we think, and that's why it's out there. I've seen some I, I of their games. So, I haven't seen none of the games, but I know he's been winning. So, I mean, we want yeah. a winning coach, a CEO, somebody who's going to come in and, like, structure the program. The way that he's been structuring over there at Louisiana, then why not? I mean, it don't seem like Dan did that. I, I've seen some of their games and stuff. Uh, they always play hard for him. Uh, very disciplined, not a lot of penalties. And, uh, he, t- you know, he's always has a, a famous quote where it says, uh, scared money doesn't make money. So he's always willing, right. you know, to, to, to push that envelope. And I think he'd be a great hire for us. I think he'd be a guy who's uh, who'll be hungry to prove himself and um, would help Gator Nation get to that next level. Right, I think so too, man. You can mark me down. I'm I, I'm not on the same train as Stink. Uh, I ain't on that Kiffin train, so you can put me down for that too. No, nah, Kiffin is just James. He'll rob you and then uh, he'll ask for uh, the money back. <laughs> you're not on Kiffin train, but Kiffin's what number eight in in the rankings right now. So I take that as he's winning also, and he's playing in the SEC with. So I got you, man. I it got is you. what it's it is. It's, it's okay to disagree, man. <laughs> but how long? How long, uh, Bucks? Think about it. But how long would uh, Kiffin stay with us? Kiffin will. Buck, I mean, you know? I mean, Kiffin. Who wouldn't leave Tennessee to go to USC? Who wouldn't yeah. leave FAU to go to Ole Miss? Come yeah, on, I, I, I really? I don't get that argument either. Yeah, there's, 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 there's steps have been progressive steps. And what about what about leaving uh, Florida for somewhere else? The next, the next stop. Where is NFL. he going to go? NFL. Where else is he going to go? I mean, NFL. Who wouldn't leave Florida for the NFL? I hope I not. Mean, I hope not. Him. Yeah, I'm just saying. Who would? I mean, more than likely, though, if he is leaving for the NFL, doesn't that mean he's having a lot of success? Uh, exactly. So, might well change that point, and then you can go to USC. He the only thing that makes me worried about he was on the probation. The thing that so. worries my uh, worries me about Kiffin is let's be honest. Look, how many times did he go for it on fourth down against Bama? You can't. You got to play smart as well. You can't just be reckless. 
He was working. How many times did Mullen should should have went for it against against Missouri That's when it was fourth and inches? We did it. <laughs> now when it was fourth and inches, he didn't go for it. Folks, we did. We did. And he how went many, an option how play. <laughs> how many times he had a chance to go and get maybe have a chance to win the game and get points before the half or something? Oh, and he yeah. didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. So i.e. i.e. against Kentucky this year. <laughs> To, to to me, it just seems it's like Missouri, maybe man. somebody who's gonna come in and actually want to stick around, not gonna be trying to head to the NFL. I, I and think I'd be wrong. Have I think maybe come in and stay for a long time too. I, so, I mean, maybe you come um, in. I'm gonna support him. I, I think I maybe mean, I think maybe will stay with us for a while. I think he's loyal. I think a lot of people are just discarding that that loyalty. Because at the end of the day, do we really want to hire somebody else for five years, four or five years? I want somebody for twelve years, fifteen years. If we got a guy that could be a you know a dog in the recruiting and a dog in, I want somebody that takes the Georgia rivalry seriously. Somebody that takes the rivalries and says, you know what, every day is the goal is to beat these guys on the field and off the field. That's what I want. I want a dog, a person that bleeds orange and blue. But we might not get that. I thought we had that in Mullen, but clearly we didn't. All he cared about was the seven point five million. All he cared about, as Dave has often said, his ego and stubbornness and thinking he's the smartest guy in the in in the room. So if the NFL come calling for Napier, you don't think he'll leave Florida? No, no, no. I think we, I, I think we can match. I think we can match money wise, and I think we can match job security. He cares about job security, like the guy from Raging Cajuns talked about here. He cares about his, you know, he cares about his family, and we both know we all forget know Nick that. Saban. We, don't, don't forget Nick Saban doing it. Don't forget Steve Spurrier done it. Not Urban Meyer doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a lot of yeah. ups and downs, a lot of what ifs with with whoever we hire. It's gonna be a what if this, what if that. But, you know what I mean? Whoever they do, if they do hire Kiffin, I, I'm gonna support. I'm gonna support them too. You know, I'm a Gator through and through, so it don't even matter. But the raging Cajun guy definitely sold me on Kiffin, man. But I'm yeah. about to be in a bad service area. Appreciate you. Not a problem, me on, David. Go Gators. I'm, I'm, go, go Gators. Go Gators. Go, you didn't blow a kiss, did you? <laughs> Dave, Dave, if you don't mind, can I cut in just for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I just wanted to tell the guy, I'm sorry, buddy, I can't see your name there, but Billy Napier's from Georgia. This is the uh, Raging Cajun guys, by the way, guys. Yes, sorry about that, Uh, Joshua Raging Review. Um, Billy Napier's from Georgia, so he's going to take the Georgia rivalry seriously. Number two, if you guys are worried about recruiting, let me just let you know that Billy Napier and Rob Sale convinced Stetson Bennett, yes, that's Stetson Bennett, to gray shirt at Louisiana. The only reason he never made it to campus is because they weren't going to commit to him as a starter because we have a record-breaking quarterback that was that has started all four years. Uh, so don't worry about recruiting. Listen, before Billy Napier got here, we couldn't crack the top 100 uh, in Louisiana players being recruited to our school because LSU ate them up. Tech got the leftovers. We, uh, I don't know, the last four years we've gotten in the 20s. So I know that that I didn't provide too much context with there. Just just let you know that that is substantial for us. Uh, the other thing is someone asked about scheme. We run power run out of the spread, pistol and shotgun. Um, so you guys are going to see a lot of running. I know sometimes the highlights are deep passes and whatever, but our bread and butter is the running game. Look, we have a we have a NFL running back Elijah McGuire starting for the 49ers. We've got running backs all over the the league uh, for the Raiders, for the Kansas City Chiefs. This guy is going to produce running backs. He's going to produce the best offensive lines you've ever seen. That is what he does from a recruiting standpoint. So I just I just had to, to interject there because I, I had too many too much information to give out. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Like I say, there's a lot of those I couldn't answer, so I'm glad you were able to. So. <laughs> and that sounds good, man. But I just hope the running game is, you know, legit. Cause one thing about Gator Nation, they love passing. Yep. You know, <laughs> they love passing. They don't. They don't sit back and like to just run, run, run. That what Muschamp done and. And I totally understand that. And look, I know, I know the history. I follow the Gators for years. The thing about Billy is, instead of using the run to set up the pass, he uses the pass to set up the run. Now, that could be with personnel that we have. If you go back and look at Arizona State, I mean, they sling it around pretty good while he was the OC there. So, he may be one of those guys that just uses what he has has on the roster. Um, but I, like I said, dude, we all understand that Florida is going to give him resources that he just doesn't have here. Uh, at the end of the day, the man is going to build a program and a culture that, number one, you'll be proud of, but number two, will last. And that to, to us, that was the thing that we were always missing. We can get players here. The issue was is that we never had a system in place that would turn over year after year. And you're going to get that with Billy. I, I've seen him. I've seen him coach. Uh, I like the guy. I think, he, I think he, he's a guy that would make rivals and make our opposition coaches nervous because he's a guy – Who's willing, like like Strickland says, to recruit with integrity? A guy who's not going to be getting a you know a show clause like Mullen said. That's why he couldn't answer that recruiting class, that question that people were asking him, Nick Delatore and Dave in recruiting. How can you ask that answer that question? Oh no, I couldn't go out because I have a show clause. I don't think Napier's going to give us that. He's going to give us a guy who's going to be hungry, a guy who's going to be hungry to show. Listen, this is what I could prove, and I could run a clean program with integrity and win championships. I have no doubt in my, in my book, Napier is on uh, number one. He, it's also why he's not going to end up in Baton Rouge. In my view, he doesn't want to be associated with that. The guy's had, he has a sterling reputation and he's got young children and a wife who really believes in their faith and they're good people. Are his and children, really does he have that. daughters? Lots of people say that. Lots of people say that. Okay. But Billy is the real deal. I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes. So, uh, no, I think you guys are fine. Also, on the point that you made about Saban earlier, one of you guys made, Billy has said he wants to compete at the highest level, and that means Saban. He wants to compete against Saban. And I understand, look, sometimes you, you, don't, you don't realize the smoke you're about to get when you ask for it. I understand that. But he's young. He's hungry. He's feisty. He's a competitor. All the things that, that make SEC football great, in my view. My goal is just to make sure that us as Gator fans and Gator Nation just give them enough time. The question is, would Napier have enough time by us? You know, I, I want him to give him at least, you know, three, four years. Uh, who knows if, if overall, I don't want to be associated. I, I'm a diehard Gator, and so are all of us here listening. But I want to be known as a, as, a, as a program and as Gator Nation family that is willing to give our other family, our extended family, enough time to do what they got to do. You know what I mean? That's important too. We we have to make sure that Gator Twitter is positive and give whoever comes in, regarding if it's Napier or anybody else, enough time to do what they have to do. I mean, exactly. But you can't be in year four and oh no, this is going, no Bucks. This is no, this is a, and this is a, the, uh, Mullen was an incredible. He put himself. Listen, he he had his own shovel. He put it. He threw himself on the on, on the. He threw himself in the ground in the hole, and he told Emory Jones and uh, Todd Grantham to to put him in. So that's a different that's a different story. If he would have done like Dave said, the the, the right of firings and Will Miles said it as well. That you fire Grantham and and you let AR fifteen play more games this year, we would have had a different story. If if we were nine and three, even eight and four, but with uh, some positivity, some 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 optimism, some uh, looking you know light at the end of the tunnel, like Dave said, in recruiting, 
this would be a different story, we would have still have Mullen for the next year. That's a different story. I think it's a blessing in disguise for you because I think you had a culture problem. And look, I think Mullen is a good coach. I just don't think he's a good program builder. No, he's so a, I think he's an OC. He's a, he's a, he's a coordinator. He's yes. Not, he's yes. a coordinator. He's a glorified so it's coordinator. a blessing in disguise for you guys. And, and look, I think if you're looking to win next year with Billy, you're not going to. He's going to take his time and build what he knows he can build. I think within two years, Florida's in the SEC championship, though. I, I strongly believe that. I watched him take a bunch of guys that really had no business playing D1 football four years ago and take them to a Sunbelt Conference championship and compete with App State. So, you know. Didn't they beat, I, I, did, uh, Rick, didn't they beat a, a Power 5 uh, this year in one of the first games? Didn't, didn't they play uh, well, Power 5? Last year. Last, last year, year we went last to year. Iowa State and there dominated you them. There you go. I, I saw that game. I, I saw the game with the Cyclones. Yeah, Cyclones were highly ranked. They were highly ranked. I saw that game. Well, they won the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl and were yep. number seven in the country. So, Yep, there you go. Hey, hey Dave, I'm listening to one else, to but let me get one question in with Razor. Okay. Hey, uh, but one thing, thanks for the info, man. You've been very helpful to all of us. Yes, sir. But my question is, does he play? The best player. Well, and the reason why I'm asking that is, we just had a coach that like seniority over, you know, your best player. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> it's funny you ask that. We have a guy that at quarterback that a lot of us fans have our issues with from a from a you know decision uh, making process. And a bad one. It's it, it happens from time to time where. We, we question uh, the, the talent behind them, of course, like every other fan. But I will say this, man. He's, gonna, he's going to play the guys that he trusts. And I think, I think that's part of the learning curve with Billy. I think, <laughs> I think that once he gets to a higher-profile job, he's going to have to make some decisions he's never had to make before. One thing he likes is the idea. The reason why he turned down Auburn was because he wanted control over his roster. And Auburn wasn't going to give him that. South Carolina wasn't going to give him that. Uh, he turned down three SEC jobs. I don't know if you guys knew that. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing about that is, is that when he came to the school, he, he formed relationships early on. And one of those uh, very close relationships was with the quarterback of our team, who has gone on to break several school records. So obviously he was correct in that assumption uh, or in that relationship. But it's a good question. I think it's TBD, to be honest with you. I think that he's going to have to grow as a coach from that standpoint. You know, recognizing talent over maybe a loyal relationship, I think that might be something that might be an issue for you. But I, I, he hasn't been wrong. It's just that we don't know yet. You know what I mean? All right. Good question, Steve. All right, CT, you in here now? Hey, what's going on, hey. Dave? Hey, man, so uh, just uh, getting on here, right here, we're talking about Napier quite a bit. So, um, I, you know, I know I'm pretty sure you mentioned it earlier. You know, I know Florida reached out to him several weeks ago. Uh, it's camp anyway. And uh, I, I just think – I think he's a great coach. Um, I know that his history in Louisiana recruiting, uh, he was the ace recruiter for Alabama in the state of Louisiana. Um, Cam Cam Robinson, the awesome left tackle that played at Alabama, he recruited him, you know, and then he went down to Florida and got Jerry Judy, you know. Um, the guy has a history, and I I love what this guy from the Rage Occasions. And thank you for being on here, man. Like, so informative. Um, but 
I just I'm very excited about the the future of this program. I'm a, I will say this: I'm against the Kiffin idea only because not that he's not a good coach. It's that it's almost right now he's in kind of that Mullen phase that Mullen was at at Florida a few years ago, where he's winning with other people's talent. But if you look at his recruiting classes, he's not building on that. I mean, currently right now they got well. I don't know about now, but they did have he did have a lower ranked class than Mullen did. Mm-hmm. This year, I mean, so that's not telling me. That's telling me he's not really building off of what he's what he's done, and that's a concern because it's almost like you're getting another Mullen, except maybe a slightly overall, maybe a slightly better recruiter, and um, you know, probably about on the same par as a play caller. You know, yeah, who will go Mississippi um, and play for real? Though? What's who up? Who wants to go to Mississippi and play ball? Well, I don't know. Freeze proved you can. Yeah, he was. You know, <laughs> he, that's why he got fired. Man. Yeah, you have to throw the. Uh, uh, you have, I, I you have to throw the improper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Recruiting in there a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, but I just, um, I, I don't know. Like Kiffin, I, I just man, I can't trust him. Like, I just for me personally, I just can't trust him. I. If I were if it were if I were in charge, the first calls I would make is to Napier and Fickle. I think Lou Fickle is a proven recruiter. Uh, you go look at the you go look at his list, and it's about as good, if maybe not a little bit better, than the kids that Napier pulled. Um, you know, when he was at Ohio State. So um, I don't know. I was going to ask the Rage Cajun. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. I apologize. Uh, it was Josh, I believe. Josh. Yeah, it's Josh from yeah, Raging Review. So. To- you guys ask away. Oh, thank you, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the question I have for you is: is is Napier a a guy that when recruits come on the on the uh, campus that he's going to push for their commit? Is he is he really aggressive when it comes to you know getting the top players on the on the uh, campus and then pushing for their commit? Because I know for a fact Mullen didn't do that at all. Uh, he didn't he didn't want to do that. Um, he, they wanted the kid to feel comfortable and all this stuff. And meanwhile, Kirby's over there and Saban's over there, and they're pushing hard for these commits. I mean, it's a sales. And if you, if anybody that's in sales knows, if you don't push, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get that sale. In my, in and, my uh, view, it's his so. biggest strength as a as a recruiter. He he does it in a way that makes the family comfortable, and that is such a huge part of the of the puzzle. He makes the families yeah. feel comfortable, and he does it in a way that isn't pushy. But he's, I mean, he's great at it. He's great at closing the deal. He, I mean, if you spend any amount of time around the guy, he comes off as just a regular old guy. You know, it's hard to explain without having any personal knowledge, uh, you know, of him. And, and you guys, if he ends up in Gainesville, he's pretty accessible when he's out in public. Now, he's not a huge media guy, which I, I don't know how you guys will react to that. But uh, he's a man of the people when he's out and about. So he, yeah. he has a, a way about him that makes you feel comfortable. And that's kind of a kind of the yeah. legendary thing around the program is that he does a great job in in the living room, kind of like Saban did. You know, that was always the deal with Saban yeah. is he'd go in there and talk to Mama, make Mama feel great about the program, and and that was a great thing about about Saban. And Billy has kind of taken part of that from I guess from his time in in uh, in Tuscaloosa. I, Josh, I assume that. That's Josh, great. let me extend that. Let me extend that right quick. Does he okay. eat sleep? Does he eat sleep? Breathe recruiting. Well, I can tell you, he eats sleeps ball. I mean, this guy is a, is a football freak. He loves football. It's his life. Well, outside of his family, obviously. But, yeah. but 
I, I can't answer that specific to recruiting, but I know that he's just a football junkie. And everybody he hires is a football junkie. Um, that is another thing that's kind of pretty legendary around here is, you know, Patrick Tony's our defensive coordinator. Uh, it's not uncommon for him to be in his office 18 hours a day, and that's not hyperbole. My wife knows his wife. So uh, I speak from experience on that. He, he hires guys that want to be at the football field. And to me, that's another undervalued thing in college coaching these days. A lot of guys want the, they yeah. want the hype and they want the spotlight, but they don't want to dig into the books and they don't want to watch film. We don't have that issue at Louisiana. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen uh, articles out there well, that you know, builds, builds his staff in the same way or tries to you know, mimic the, the, the Saban model and like staff numbers and how they attack you know, game plans. and For sure. And Dave, I'll tell you this. I mean, we're on the third year of losing multiple assistants. This guy has rebuilt his staff three years in a row. And I think this year we replaced eight coaches. Now, now wow. think about that at a small school with limited resources, still winning 10 games in a row three years consecutively while rebuilding a staff all three of those years. Mm. Uh, to me, that's, that's the most that's impressive thing about building Napier to me. Well, I have a question. Let me ask you this uh, about the NLI, uh, NL, uh, NL, NIL, man, I'll get it right. <laughs> uh, but uh, so the NIL, how do you think he'll approach that? Because, you know, we have the Gator Collective that's out there and, and they're, you know, they're beating the bushes to get this thing rolling for Florida when it comes to the NIL. Sure. How do you think he'll approach that? Uh, and how do you think, do, do you think a, a organization like the, like the Gator Collective will really prosper under him? Uh, because it feels like to me, he understands the business of college football has completely changed. And with that, Dan Mullen did not adjust to that. He did not adjust to that, nor did I don't think he really wanted to. Sure. But it seems like to me in my research of, of Napier, and I've re been researching him for several weeks now, um, it seems like to me he gets that part of it. He understands the changing landscape of college football, and he's willing to adapt to that as he goes along. So uh, what do you think about that? Now, listen, that? I have limited knowledge about the collective. I can only speak to our experience. When Billy got here, he instituted a few things that prepare the players for life after football because obviously you guys know only a small amount of, of the guys that actually show up to campus are going on to play professionally. So I, I can never remember the damn guy's name, but we hired this branding guy who does some collegiate – he has collegiate contracts with, with – uh, I mean, it must be half of FBS. Uh, I want to say his last name is Dorsey, Jeremy Dorsey maybe. I always forget. Regardless – he has this guy come in and he brings his team in and it shows the players, teaches them how to brand themselves, not necessarily as a football player, but as a person. If you want to go into graphic design, this is how you brand yourself. If you want to go into real estate, commercial real estate, investment banking, he teaches you how and his team teaches these players how to to uh, market themselves and promote themselves as a brand in and of themselves. So that was a big thing. I love that. He also instituted a suit a suit policy. Everywhere we go, we wear suits. That that was a first here. Old school. It, it's, it's very old school. It was new to the Sun Belt. It's been new to us. Um, I think the players appreciate that. We actually have a specific donor group that pays for tailored, nice suits. I think each player gets two suits for job interviews, for uh, public appearances, whatever. Um, He's been very pro NIL. He's got he. We've had people come in uh, on the financial side to coach these guys on how 
to see and, and understand a good opportunity versus a bad opportunity. I know that they have communications in-house when someone is approached with an NIL deal so that it benefits the players and the brand, you know, meaning the Raging Cajun brand. Uh, they're very uh, astute when it comes to the business side of the, the player, the, the person that is the player rather than only yeah. marketing the player. And I, I appreciate that. A lot of us around here appreciate oh, yeah. that. And I think at a place like Florida where you're going to have, I mean, you, in some situations, you're going to have seven-figure uh, opportunities for some of these guys. I think that they'll benefit greatly from programs like that that Billy has instituted. And it came from Billy. It, this, is, this is his brainchild that we've kind of turned into, um, you know, a little bit of a structured deal now after – almost two years of NIL. It took some time to get off the ground. Obviously, you're going to have some growing pains and some bugs. But I think it's rolling here now. And I, not a single time have we had some improper stuff go on that, that we know about and we, we're pretty knowledgeable on the program. Uh, nothing that I can tell you that was, you know, embarrassing for a player or the program. Uh, I think they've done a great job kind of navigating yeah. these uncharted waters. So. Well, the one thing that he has, or whoever the coach is, they have a built-in advantage that nobody's talked about really publicly, is the Gator Collective. The Gator Collective is already there in place. You know, Eddie Rojas, who's on here listening, he know, I mean, he has done a phenomenal job. Um, and I just, I think that is a big sell to somebody like Billy. You say, hey, man, we already got the Gator Collective right here to help assist in that NIL, you know, you know, deal. Sure. So I think that's something else that's not really being talked about. I think it really should be. I agree. I agree. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate yeah, it. For sure. Hey, go Gators y'all. All right. Here we go. Good stuff. Um, trying to connect these dots here. Uh, maybe I need to rename the title of this to damn mother fired Billy Napier show. Uh, that's exactly what we're getting here. So uh, I know the, the, the interest is Big time there uh, right now uh, with, with Billy Napier's name uh, going around. Let me bring in Carlos. Morning, Dave. What's up, Carlos? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing well, man. Can't complain. Uh, I've been listening most of the morning here. Yep. And <laughs> all right. You asked for a while back for the young talent, a young coach that's hungry, that's going to get out there and get the job done. I've listened to a lot of people to this morning. If you recall, you and I had this conversation and I had brought up Billy's name a while ago. I, I brought up Billy's and I brought up Dave's name. For the simple fact, I have a cousin that goes to UL. He raves about Billy Napier and the culture that he has over there at University of Louisiana Lafayette. Um, Josh is only speaking the truth. I'm not trying to co-sign off on the dude, but he's telling the truth about Billy Napier. And the fact that he could come over here to UF, bring that mindset to recruit, build the culture, the CEO type that we've all been needing and wanting. 
Now, will he build his staff uh, in accordance? I truly believe that he would. Because anybody that knows ULL, like Josh said, they wasn't hitting on nothing. They really wasn't. They was one of the last schools in Louisiana that students would rarely go to. And me being from Mississippi, I'm telling you, I know this for a fact. But that man been there, he's changed the culture, and to be able to be in step with App State constantly, because even though a lot of people are like, oh, but he don't have Power 5 experience, a lot of coaches didn't start off in Power 5. They started off low, they, got, they built their name up, and boom, they got jobs. We need young talent. We need young head coaches that is willing to get out there. Get out there and take it to Kirby. Let's just keep it real. Like my boy said, he's from the Cartersville area. And he knows how to recruit um, Georgia. He knows how to recruit. So why not give him a chance? And like someone else said on the, uh, you know, on the space today, we got to look long term. I, you know, I get the Lane Kiffin hire, but how long is that going to last? I heard the Bob Stoops yesterday. I'm like, how long is that going to last? At least with Billy, you got an idea because he turned down a lot of other programs that came calling at his door. And we talking about power five teams that came knocking at Billy Napier's door, and he turned them down. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Auburn, Tennessee, South Carolina, I think was the three Josh was was talking about there. Yes, sir. And South South Carolina, Mississippi State, and Auburn. Mississippi State, okay. Yeah, that was me, Carlos. We talked about 15 years. I want a guy, Napier, who's going to stay 15, 20 years. That was me. Exactly. And, and I mean, I'm just, I watched them because my cousin goes there. And they, and the, Josh was right. They play disciplined football. You ain't got to worry about false starts and folks not knowing where to be and late lining up and all that. No. He plays disciplined football for a lower tier school. It's like watching Junior Alabama play. And I'm being for real. He might have learned uh, from Saban, unlike uh, Mullen learning from Meyer. And here's the other thing, Dave, that I want the listeners to understand. When you go and talk to any player that has played under this dude, they will tell you, they like the minute his name is mentioned, it's like a Christmas tree lighting up. Because that's just how much he cares about his team, the university that he's represented in, and the way of life. Josh ain't lying about it. Now, I'm telling you, I'm secondary in everything Josh is saying only because I have a family member that goes there. And I call them myself, first cousin. I'm like, hey, cuz, tell me you know, about Billy. I'm watching this. You're like, man, let me tell you, Billy is the real deal. He comes to all the student functions. He's that kind of dude. He really gives a care about the program. 
And that is who, what we need. We need someone who understands the Gator standard and is going to hold himself accountable for everything that goes on. A CEO type. And that's just, that's, that's, that's what I want to say this morning. Like I said, I've been listening to you guys back and forth. I'm, I'm hyping, but then I'm, I'm really co-signing what Josh said. As it relates to Billy. Yeah, hey, Carlos. Thanks, man. Let me get Jeremy in here. He's been waiting a while. Jeremy, you there? Unmute your mic. There you go. Hey, good morning, Dave. Good morning, man. Dave, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm clear. Go ahead. Hey, I ain't got long. I'm fixing. I ain't got long. I'm fixing to head down your way to Waycross, Georgia. But um, hey, I want to say Billy Napier. I think after listening to Josh, um, I think Billy Napier may be the guy. My only question is. Is he allowed to bring his coaches with him? I want, I want more developed guys or more proven guys. Uh, Coach Snyder, um, I think he's going to fix and be let. I think the whole staff will be let go from Penn State this week, or if not this week, maybe next week. Um, I'd like Coach Snyder back. Maybe bring some more some SEC assistance in to start this already in the conference. Um, I don't know, man. I think that was I think that was Mullen's biggest issue was his assistance. If he would if he wouldn't have brought his buddies in here, he would he would still be here. Um I think that was his only issue. Um that's all I really got to say. It's stressful. I don't need anybody want these Florida State guy uh, tickets, y'all would have them. I don't even want them. Um I want somebody to go though. Last game of the year, man. Uh, go 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 enjoy yourself. Right. Last game of the year. Thank thanks, sir. Y'all have a good day. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. All right, good stuff here. Uh, I am going to have to call it there. I got to get started uh, on the day. I've been going an hour and a half here. I know a lot of you are waiting. Um, I'll try and do another one this week before, maybe even before Friday. Uh, I just have a lot of, a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, sorry I couldn't get everybody. We'd be on here for eight hours if uh, <laughs> we kept it going. Uh, so let me uh, – Get going, get prepared for a show tonight as well. Uh, Will Miles and I will get together. Will's on vacation in the state of Florida uh, visiting family. So uh, it'd be a little different style uh, show. But, of course, cannot let this news go by without Will and I getting together and, and discussing it. You can go check out his stuff there, too. Check out my episode yesterday right on the hills of the announcement that Dan Muller was going to be fired. So you get in uh, a little bit more of uh, my thoughts, why it happened, how we got there, uh, all that good stuff. A uh, quick little hot board uh, list there of coaches of well, maybe where to go next. But uh, everybody, thanks for hopping in. A lot of good info here. Thanks for Josh uh, from Raging Review stopping in and giving us a big highlight of Billy Napier here. So we'll see um, where, where this goes. We'll see how quick it happens. Uh, stay tuned, of course. Everybody, I know you all be on Twitter and everywhere. Uh, we'll, if anything breaks, anything happens, we'll uh, be here to break it all down. But everybody, thanks. For this Twitter space, thanks for getting involved, and we'll see you on Gators Breakdown this week.